Hi, it's Mark Mohammedpour, and welcome to Chasing the Sun, a show designed for communicators, marketers, and public relations professionals to incorporate health and wellness so they can grow in their career and thrive. You can reach me at chasingthesunpdx.com, email me at mark at chasingthesunpdx.com, or find me on Instagram and Twitter at markmo, M-A-R-K-M-O-H. I'm really excited to interview Lisa Harwin from the Port of Portland this week. She runs internal comms there, and is just an incredible expert on the subject. I always think about Lisa first when it comes to internal comms. She lives and breathes her brand. She's a former journalist. She's a public relations expert, and she's just incredible. Like me, she has made a significant change to her health and wellness over the last few years. She's lost a a significant amount of weight like me. We spent a few minutes chatting about it, how she lives her best life. I so appreciate her time. I know you will too. Part one is here. Thanks so much and enjoy. Okay, with us today is Lisa Harwin. Hi, Lisa, how you doing? Hi, Mark, thanks for having me here. I'm glad that you're here. So first of all, you're Lisa, but you spell it L-I-S-E. This is true. Um, yep, I'm a Lisa with an E, and you know my parents are artists, and they knew they wanted to name me Lisa, uh, but they wanted to do it creatively as artists are want to do. <laughs> uh, so then I ended up um, being Lisa, but spelled yeah. with an E. That's oh my gosh, that is awesome. So everybody, when you meet Lisa, it's Lisa, not Lise, or anything like that. So. I do respond to Lise, though. You do okay. I do? Yeah, it's, still, it's a lifetime to. of having that I name. I I uh, back in college, I was a. Um, you know, doing some music journalism, and one of my coworkers at the at the paper, uh, I called her and left a message. It was something fairly important. And yeah. I said, left a message with her roommate, and I said, please tell her to call yeah. me back. It's Lisa. Blah blah blah. And uh, like three days later, I ran into her and I said, did you get my message? You right. never called me back <laughs> about this. And it like the expression that came over her face of shock and then realization of. Oh, my roommate said Lisa called, but I always think of you as Lise. Lise. And so I didn't call you back. And I was like, well, look, anyone can call me Lise if they want to, <laughs> but if I call you, I'm going to identify as Lisa, Lisa. So know that that yes. is technically my name. So everybody going forward, Lise, but definitely Lisa is preferred. Yes. So. <laughs> it's funny, Lisa, um, you know, we've become like friends over the last few years, and I, and I, love, and I love that. I love... Um, as we grow in age and you meet people and you connect with people and my wife and your fiance, we've, we've gone out and hung out. We've spoken together at events. Um, your name is always brought up here in the Portland community, I think in general nationwide as, as a leader in internal communications and just knowing that, um, and you and I have a very similar like, weight loss journey. And when we discovered that about each other, I don't know when was that six months ago nine months ago something like that it was like i you and i need to have a frank discussion about this because part of chasing the sun and what i want to do is help bring in people who have lived a different life than i have but have their own journey and way in which they prioritize health and wellness and so i just i really appreciate your time and um i know the pr community appreciates your your wisdom and your your counsel and it's just it's just been a joy to get to know you the last few years yeah i mean i agree and i think that people who know and see us now unless perhaps they've known us you know for their entire lives uh, or work lives at least 
uh, would never know this yeah, about absolutely. us. No, and right. we didn't know this about each other. No. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to meet someone else who has not just been through the experience of losing weight, which yeah. I think many, many people in the world have been through that experience, but of losing such a significant yeah. amount of weight yeah. um, that is truly life-changing. Yeah. And, you know, that experience of, you know, running into former colleagues and, right. you know, you, they don't recognize no. you or they have a different memory of you in their head, yeah. but you look totally different yeah. now. Yeah. Um, not even... Not even like the same person. Exactly. Really. Completely different. Um, it's it's an unusual uh, thing to find a connection with, and it's pretty cool yeah. that you both, you and I, have both been yeah. through a pretty similar, yeah. um, life changing journey. Absolutely, and to keep it yeah. off for so long. It's, I was going to say. Big, so yeah. let's get to that in a minute. Okay. Let's first back up and talk a little bit about you okay. and how you got to professionally where you're at today. Sure. Um, going way back, uh, as I mentioned, I started in journalism. I really thought I was going to be an arts and entertainment journalist. Uh, but I moved down to Texas, of all places, after college. I'm a native Oregonian, Yay. by the way. Um, <laughs> so I moved down to Texas, and they had a hiring freeze at the San Antonio Express News. So I took the job that was closest to journalism that I could find, which was being a public information officer for the city of San Antonio. And I really fell in love with um, public service and uh, mission-driven organizations at that point in time. Um, I loved working for the city of San Antonio, but I wanted to come back home to yeah. Portland, moved back here, um, started working for um, Legacy, mm -hmm. Legacy Health System yeah. at the time, uh, and did uh, media relations specifically for Emanuel Hospital, which if you're not familiar, is a trauma hospital, a children's hospital, a burn center, a mm -hmm. very high profile place yeah. um, with a lot of media relations. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, went from there to the Red Cross where, you know, again, high intensity. Yeah. Um, I was on the disaster side of the organization, um, had an opportunity to travel and yeah. um, do a few different um, responses mm -hmm. that kind of rose to the national level. Um, after that, I took what I think of as a bit of a detour, worked for higher ed for a little mm -hmm. while. Um, it was maybe not the perfect fit, um, but again, an organization yeah. that I thought was um, you know, ha had a mission, yeah. um, which again has been really, really important to me. And now uh, I work for the Port of Portland, which might not be immediately familiar, but when I say that I technically yeah. work for America's best airport, uh, seven years in a row, <laughs> PDX. Um, and now I also have switched from huh, kind of heavy media relations. Um, certainly at the Red Cross, a lot of social media, yeah. which is really fun and interesting. We kind of were part of um, really growing that muscle for, for the Red Cross, um, even on a national level. Um, and now my job is specifically employee communication. And um, that was really driven by a love of storytelling, yeah. uh, a love of bringing um, a group of people who were passionate about an organization yeah. together yeah. Um, and uh, building community. Yeah. And it's been a phenomenal yeah. fit for who I am and yeah. what I care about. Um, yeah. And it's been fun. What an incredible path. I mean, I want to I want to talk about Portland in a few minutes, but I want to talk about your time as a PIO and Red Cross because yeah. 
I imagine that there were times that you had to send some pretty serious messages yeah. out. Um, can you think of any examples that uh, you had to be very like mentally prepared to deliver some? Well, I would definitely say when you're talking about any sort of crisis situation, yeah. um, you know, an, an example would be um, when I was at Emanuel, there was a helicopter crash up on Mount Hood and, you know, people had fallen into a crevasse and then the helicopter crashed wow. on the side of the mountain and, you know, the pager, which is what we had at the time, just blew up with calls coming from reporters all over the country. Yeah. And then, you know, even once the immediate crisis was over, then they wanted to interview all the people in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, you know, these responses would just last for for days, right. um, just as, you know, any yeah. crisis communications professional knows. Yeah. Long, very long hours. You don't right. get to leave. Um, it's kind of a constant adrenaline um, rush. Yeah. And, you know, at the Red Cross, too, um, even locally when there was flooding in Oregon, really terrible flooding out in Vernonia, same thing, just reporters calling from all over the sure. country, um, you know, going on a national Red, Red Cross response, um, doing, you know, phone interviews with radio, national radio constantly or yeah. the weather channel or you know whatever trying to get the word mm -hmm. out about fundraising right. or just um you know number of shelters yeah. open it's just really long long hours yeah. high intensity you you know are probably running on adrenaline yeah. at that point um and with any luck it doesn't last forever and you get to kind of come home and yeah. and decompress um i for me those were alternately the most fun parts of the job because sure. it really, you know, it's exciting right. to be a part of that. Um, but at the same time, it is incredibly draining and you have no time to yourself. Yeah. Um, and often, you know, especially on the Red Cross responses, I would say, they just have snacks everywhere and not like good snacks, just like crappy snacks that are all over the place and you don't good have time to eat a real meal. Good so, intentions. Yeah, but, you just... Yeah eat crappy snacks yeah. all day um so so yeah that that was that was kind of what that world was like one of the fascinating things about our profession lisa is just one of the many things is that i look at hear about your career and i look at my career and we both work in the same profession but it's a com completely different role i mean i worked in the agency my whole life i primarily worked with b2c b2b clients a lot of tech technology so the idea of like how I define a crisis is very different than how you define yeah. it. Yours is literally life and death in a lot of cases. Mine was about leaks, product leaks, and uh, you know a lot of product related type things. The way that we define crisis is very different. And so I I love hearing these different perspectives because it helps put a lot of context into my career and perspective and things like that. So um, which is why I want to bring you on because. You have a, a, a lot of, we've uh, played a lot of roles that require very strong mental and physical strength in order to endure and live in our profession. And this is a big message that I'm trying to install mm -hmm. is that we have to remind ourselves that this is a difficult profession. It's not going to get any easier. And um, talk about, talk about what that's been like for you over the years and, and what that's like now at, at the port? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, in the beginning of my career when I was significantly heavier, I just wasn't 
prioritizing taking care of myself. And I'm the sort of person uh, who, at work, I, I like my job. I've never not enjoyed no. what I do. I'm super passionate about it. It's fun. I like to write. I like to talk to people. I like to build relationships. So I had a bad habit, I would say, um, of really lingering at work. Like mm -hmm. I would just hang out and I would write some more <laughs> and I would stay late. Um, not for any bonus points, but just because I was like, oh, there's more I could do. I could get that done. I could talk to this person. I could write yeah. a little bit more. And I would just kind of linger um, in, in my office, wherever that was. And now uh, I've tried to do a better job of, you know, setting some priorities yeah. for myself. Um, you know, I have a real commitment to health and wellness. I have a commitment to going to the gym. And I have, you know, this is really the first job in which I have pretty much said, I need to leave work at X hour yeah. in order to make it to this external life priority. And I will come back to work later. I will, yeah. you know, bring my laptop home and I will do more. But this is a priority and right. I need to leave. And it actually has really worked wonders just generally yeah. for my mental health that I really have a hard stop, you know, with what I need to do at work. And I have not suffered in any yeah. way for it. It's, it's not like I don't get things right. done. And, and organization has not suffered. No, they have the not. The port is still standing. It's still the number one airport in the world, blah, blah, blah. I know, like, right? <laughs> who, who would believe it? But I think I used to put a lot of faith in the fact that like, I was somehow so vital that they couldn't survive if I, if I left. You right. know? And I, it's interesting having heard you talk a little bit about vacations and really turning your email off yes. and you know all and setting some expectations about that i'm terrible at that by the way um <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to everything that you've said <laughs> and thinking i need to be much better at drawing that line right but at the least i've drawn one line which yeah. is i leave at this time yeah. because i have another commitment yeah. just like i am not a parent but the parents yeah. that are like i need to leave to pick my child up right from school right. i mean that is Totally acceptable. Nobody blinks at that. No, no. Nobody, nobody blinks at that. I don't know anybody who's ever blinked at that. I know. But now we got to a point where, wait, we're heroes for saying, I'm going to leave early to go work out. Yeah. Yeah. Is I mean, that, I think, I, I really think that the bottom line is taking care of yourself, yeah. taking care of your family, knowing that life is also yeah. important yeah. and it's key to making you a healthy contributing yep. individual yep. within the context of, yep. of your work if that truly is work-life yep. balance is do you have tips for people who might be coming into a job and very um concerned about like making that a priority like if someone says like i want to prove my value i'm going to be here 16 hours a day like i do, like what would you say to somebody who who maybe maybe you were managing them at the port or or you were mentoring somebody who worked elsewhere, what would you what would you advise? I think, you know, I I would have a conversation with my boss about it, but probably I would try to at least initially um, put forth the, the good effort that shows yeah. that I am committed and I'm gonna get done yeah. what needs to get done before I started throwing out there, also I need to leave early. So yeah. I think leaving at a reasonable time yeah. is fine, but 
Um, but balancing, you know, I try and come in at between seven and seven thirty, and I leave at four thirty. Yeah. And it's not like I'm putting in less hours. I, my right. hours are just a little bit earlier than some other folks in the office. Yeah. So I would talk about that. Um, I'm going to work a full schedule. Right. I'm just going to leave a little early, yeah. but. You can always reach me on my phone. You yep. can, you know, text me if it's super urgent. Yep. I'll see it um, and trust that I will bring my laptop yep. and get my work done. But if you need a little while to be able to build that trust mm-hmm. to then be able to ask that question, yep. that's yep. understandable yep. too. I would also say it probably depends a little bit on your workplace itself. I mean, you know, it's funny. I think back to the time when I worked for Legacy, which was a hospital system, right? And I was quite heavy at the time. And I always felt a little bit weird um, about, you know, I, I am a heavier person working in healthcare. Yeah. Are people judging me for that? Um, I, I don't really know the answer. But now it, it's interesting because I work for an organization that puts a high priority on wellness. And as someone who is an advocate um, for all of our employees yeah. and workforce, I often think, what is it like to be an employee who is less than perfectly physically fit Mm -hmm. to be working in a workplace that puts such an emphasis on wellness? Like, are we excluding people? Are we making them feel uncomfortable? Like, this isn't an inclusive environment for them. Um, And fortunately, I think we've worked really hard to acknowledge that Wellness isn't just about exercise. Mm-hmm. It's about mental health. It's yeah. about financial health. It's about, you know, um, things like meditation and mindfulness just as much as it's about doing squats and push-ups, right? right? And, and I hope that we have created paths. And in fact, we have, you know, a nutritionist who comes yeah. in and like does fun cooking classes, right? Most everyone enjoys that. Yeah. Um, so I, I would like to think that we've created a way for all employees to mm-hmm. find where they fit in yep. for wellness. But what the whole point of this was to say, fortunately, I work in a workplace that yeah. prioritizes that. Um, so I would feel comfortable telling a boss, sure. hey, we really seem to put a big emphasis on wellness. This is my personal commitment yeah. to wellness. How do we you know, balance um, that with what happens in our workplace? Mm-hmm. I'd also say that we have a lot of fitness classes at work. Yeah. We have a big fitness center at work. So if absolutely necessary, I have ways to get my exercise in without ever even leaving the office too. That's wonderful. But you, but you, let's talk about what, what works for you. Let's get to the heart of the discussion about your journey and you talking about gym and leaving early. So why, so let's talk about why that's important to you. That'll be the punchline, right? But let's, let's talk about how, how you got to where you're at. It's directly, um, tied. So, you know, I, I think one, uh, the, at the very beginning, I was never a dieter. I really never did diets. Parents tried to get me to do diets. It never really was a thing for me. Um, but on the flip side, uh, when I decided to make a commitment to wellness, it was literally like a switch was flipped. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm starting a new path. And then I did it. Is there right? a moment? Um, there were probably a few moments along the way. Uh, I think, I, you know... I think you've probably mentioned this before, but travel as a larger person is really hard. hard. I mean, getting a seatbelt extender is absolutely mortifying. I had a terribly embarrassing experience of having to ask a a flight attendant. And then the flight attendant was like, well, then you have to move seats. And then she's very loud about the whole thing. And I was just 
it was so upsetting and oh. horrifying to me. And I actually ended up writing the airline a letter because I was so furious um, and, and embarrassed. And, uh, and they really apologized. Yeah. And, you know, I think experiences like that just all add up. Absolutely. And you think, like, that's it, I'm done. And, you know, even things like, and I know this is a really common experience for, for a lot of people, um, not just because of weight, but maybe because of gender, because of any variety yeah. of things, that what you want to do is look up a restaurant online mm-hmm. first and see things like seating or restrooms or yeah. whatever other thing that you need out of that restaurant for it to be inclusive for you. Right. And, you know, I felt like I was doing a lot of, you know, hunting on Yelp to see photos of the interior of a restaurant to see if it was just um, wow. kind of bench seating and yeah. whether that was going to be comfortable yeah. or see whether chairs had arms and whether that was going to be comfortable. And it just was exhausting. Yeah. And, and you know didn't make me feel any better about no. myself and you know and it was a lot of work and I, you know i think and like sometimes said, those things aren't in your control if you're if you're work if you're traveling in an environment where you're with other people or you're not making the final decision you're yeah you know that i've, I've witnessed that I, it's it's hard it's really hard and i mean i i'm i'm so glad actually that a lot of apps are coming into the world today yeah. that are you know, kind of helping people navigate yeah. some of those challenges. And, you know, but for me, I just kind of I kind of hit a point and I was like, that's it. I'm just going to I'm just going to do this. And I did. And I know that sounds overly simplistic, but I do think that for me, at least um, it it was a decision. I set my mind on it yeah. and I just started like doing the stuff that I knew would get me, yeah. you know, start moving me on a path. So I started going to a gym and I started doing, you know, some strength training and I really enjoyed it. I I worked with a personal trainer for a little while and then I found a gym, um, a lovely women's only gym, which was really important to me because I didn't feel super comfortable with myself and I felt more comfortable at a women's gym. Um, So I found one that wasn't too far away from the hospital, which is where I was working. And then I changed jobs and it threw me off of every routine that I had established for myself because the gym that I was going to was no longer convenient, not anywhere near me. And I didn't know, I mean, I found a couple gyms, but then it took me a while to call the gyms and then compare the prices (laughs) and to do this and then find the classes that I want to go. And and so that period, maybe maybe three months, maybe six months, I was like, you know, it'd be more fun than going to the gym, hanging out with my new coworkers and like going to happy hour and hanging out with my friends and getting dinner, all of which is definitely more fun than going to the gym. Even today, (laughs) I will tell you, those things are definitely more fun. Um, So I I took three to six months off and my weight steadily went up, not just because of not going to the gym, but because of replacing gym with happy hours and things like that. and eventually, I found a new gym that was close to my work. It was directly on my path from work to home. Yeah. Um, started going there. Fast forward, I get another job. And now I'm like, oh, no. What's going to happen? Uh, the, the old gym, again, yeah. no longer convenient to my work. Right. Um, completely out of the way. 
but I have a routine and I know everyone and I like the classes. And so the answer in the end was I keep the gym and it's not super convenient, but it's what I know. It's part of my habits. And I just didn't feel comfortable at that point. Um, dropping it and yeah. finding something new and going through that building of a, of a habit again. Um, now, you know, fast forward seven years, right. I, I probably could do it. I would, if I were going to leave my job, that would be part of my plan is finding my next mm-hmm. gym, which was going to be convenient and getting it done. Yep. Um, but, you know, cause I would go into it with that knowledge this yep. time around, but it really, it really threw me off. And, you know, I, I have found that for me, um, routine and kind of setting up um, some guardrails for myself really has helped me be successful. I know, you know, you've talked about not eating after 8 p.m. Yeah. and just saying that's what right. I'm going to commit to. And um, and and that that in itself has an impact on you um, managing your weight. And I would say I've done much the same thing. I just want to thank Lisa so much for her time last week chatting with me about how she lives her best life. Part two is coming next week. Let's chat. M-A-R-K-M-O-H on Instagram or Twitter. ChasingTheSunPDX.com. Email me at mark at ChasingTheSunPDX.com. I want to help you live your best life. Reach out to me. Let's chat about how we can do so. So part two is next week with Lisa. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And we'll chat soon. Thanks for listening.